Welcome to Flip the Script, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Jana Cohn. Whether you know the darkness of depression yourself or have supported someone in their pain, you've come to the right place. My mission is to empower you to take control of your mental health because nothing else in this entire world matters more. If you're listening in the midst of depression right now, I hope this show gives you assurance that you are not alone and that life doesn't have to be so hard. But you must first desire to feel better and get better. This podcast is a step in the right direction. If you're listening because you're walking alongside someone dealing with depression, thank you. You can always find me on Instagram at jana.cone and be sure you're subscribed to my email list in the show notes so you never miss an episode. Together, we can flip the script on mental health. Enjoy. I am here today with my friend, Allison Cullen. She is my favorite human design expert. Many of you may know her from Instagram or her podcast, You Do Woo. But whether you're familiar with human design or if you're clueless as to what exactly human design is, I want you to really lean in to this episode with an open mind because Allison has such a gift in explaining human design as it relates to real life. And if you are an entrepreneur, specifically how it relates to your business. Human design is your wheelhouse and human design has been a huge part of my life for the past year. I first discovered human design. I don't really know exactly how and where I discovered it, but you were the first person that I really connected with to lean in and learn about human design. And one thing that I really want to share to anyone listening is in the show notes, I am going to, of course, put Allison's information, but if you are listening to this and you have never heard of anything about human design, there is an episode on Allison's podcast that I'm going to link that is titled something like, if you're new to human design, start here. Because I didn't want to spend our precious time going through the basics of each energy type and what they all mean. And so I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. But for someone that is listening that isn't familiar with human design at all. Allison, you have such an amazing gift of describing and putting into words these concepts where it takes it from being so arbitrary to real life relatable terms. So how would you describe human design in general to someone? 
So human design, when you actually print out your chart, when I first printed out my chart, I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, this is really weird. It looks like a bunch of, you know, shapes and numbers and lines, and I don't understand it. And I'm not going to explain it on here, but (laughs) I'm going to tell you that that chart, when you print it out, is basically a blueprint of your genetic makeup as far as the energetics of your DNA and how you work as an energetic human being, like where you get energy from, where you might soak up other people's energies or emotions or fears or anxieties, where some of those things are your own, Um, the correlation between your head and your heart and your gut and your root center, like all the different energy centers, the chakra centers, they're very similar to chakra centers you might learn about in yoga or something like that, you know, acupuncture. Um, There's a different vocabulary there, but basically it's a blueprint of your energetic genetic makeup. And in layman's terms, I like to explain it to people saying it's almost like a, it's, it's sort of like a personality test somewhat where if you combined the Enneagram and astrology and maybe a few other aspects, like, I don't know, there's different, you know, acupuncture and, and chakra center, um, science into one using it. You don't have to know all of that extra information. Like uh, you don't have to know anything about DNA. Like when I learned about DNA in biology in high school, it was like all over my head. I'm not a big science person. I'm very um, math oriented. Like I like math and stuff like that. So when I first became obsessed with human design, I was sort of like, oh, this is interesting. I don't know much about DNA. I'm not a science person. Like I don't know much much about chemistry and biology or whatever. But as I've like learned more about it over the past four, four and a half years, I've become more interested in science. It's really, really interesting. So basically what you learn in human design is not only how you operate when you're alone, energy-wise, but how you operate around other people as well. We are all raised, pretty much raised and taught to just be, 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 go, 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 not be, 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 go, 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 do, 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 produce, 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 consume, 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 not be. In human design, the basic gist of it is to be able to learn how to get out of the doing, doing, doing hustle mode get out of the looping in your head because we can't really trust our brains a lot of the time and move all of that energy from your head down into your body to feel your feelings, to be able to access your intuition in human design. The word for that is authority, your decision-making centers and to just be able to make life a little bit easier by energetically being who you were made to be and not trying to be somebody else 
and also be able to make the correct decisions by using your body in decision-making rather than your head, your brain. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that. And I want to back up to one thing that you said that stuck out to me. When we're born and as children, we focus on doing, 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 and go, 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 and never being. Mm -hmm. I've never heard you explain it like that. And that makes so much sense to me. And what comes to mind and what I have loved so much about learning human design and my energy type, which we'll get into you know, what my type is and, and yours, but we are born and we are conditioned our entire lives. I see it now with Josie and she's five years old. I know you have a daughter. I'm sure you see it at, you know, her age. We are conditioned from childhood through adulthood to be a certain way, act a certain way, work a certain way, handle your emotions a certain way, express yourself a certain way. Everything we are conditioned to function a certain way. And so that was really powerful how you said, you know, we are born and we're never allowed to just be. Mm -hmm. We are immediately conditioned to do, do, do and, and act a certain way. I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. And as parents, um, it's knowing about this. It's our job to change that for this generation. And it's a hard job. <laughs> I mean, yes. even being a freaking human design expert and business coach, I find myself still praising Caroline. She's almost three and a half praising Caroline for things she's done, like writing her name. I'm like, good job. Da, da, da. And there's nothing terribly wrong with that, but I see how it's conditioning her to achieve and produce and get that dopamine hit from doing something that makes mom and dad proud rather than just being herself, you know, whatever. So at the same time, I try to really implement praise for when I see she's having fun. I'm like, you're having so much fun. This is the best thing ever. Fun is like so important, you know, and that takes extra work <laughs> from Absolutely. me to like be cognizant of that, you know? Absolutely. Cause that's not the natural way of parenting in our society, especially. And what is so enlightening to me specifically, especially this past year, I said, you know, I've, I've known of human design over the past year, but this past fall when, you know, my, my depression was at its height and that's where this podcast was, was birthed out of, 
I've often reflected and wondered, gosh, all of this time that I have been diagnosed with depression and tried different medications and different therapies, I wonder if I had known years and years ago about human design. And my human design type is a projector. So there are five different energy types. Allison, you are a generator. generator. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I thought. So there are five different types. Allison and I have different a, a different human design type. There are three others, uh, reflectors, manifesting generator, and what am I missing? Projector, reflector, manifester, generator, and manigen, manifesting That's generator. It. So I wonder if I had known my type and it, your human design chart is so detailed. It it covers a gamut of, of issues. If I had known, I was born with these certain characteristics. This is literally in my genes. For example, as a projector, I've always loved sleep. I am a person that is my optimal sleep a night is eight or nine hours. Any less, I feel like I'm not sleeping enough. Any more, sometimes I can get down with that. But so much of my life, I have felt, okay, well, quote unquote, lazy or to others, it may look like, well, she's sleeping too much or also being extremely fatigued is a, you know, a symptom of depression. And so all those things in our modern culture lend itself to depression, right? But it's actually in my human design to love rest and to rest and recharge because my energy baseline is significantly lower than another's energy type like yours. So not saying that I don't think I would have had such a hard battle with depression over the years if I had known more about human design, but I absolutely believe that our mental health in general, regardless of your energy type, is so affected because of the conditioning of this world. And so when you learn your human design, in my opinion, the best gift that it gives is you see qualities about yourself that you've always known. It never has taught me anything that I didn't know about myself. It was more so when I learned the intricacies in my chart, it was an aha moment of, 
that makes sense. Yes, I resonate with that. Oh my gosh, yes, that is so me. It's like those aha moments over and over again. And so it starts you down the path of having to decondition and having to remove all of these labels and things that we have thought we have to do and we have to act this certain way or we have to work this certain way or we have to push, push, push for a certain thing. Do you, have you experienced that too, like within yourself and within your clients of looking back and saying, gosh, I wish I had known this sooner, you know, my depression or my anxiety or whatever it is might have not been so crazily consuming. Yeah. So I'm just going to put this out there too. I, I am not a mental health professional and, (laughs) um, I have had depressive episodes, but not chronic ongoing. So I'll put that out there as well. And I have a ton of family members, friends, my sister is a projector, my husband's a projector, many friends who are projectors, and a ton of clients who are projectors. Almost all of them have been prone to pretty low depression, chronic, mm-hmm. ongoing, most of their life. This doesn't mean that only projectors are depressed. I, my, Many generators and MGs are depressed because they're not doing things that light them up. So that's, you know... Projectors, however, are non-energy beings. They get their energy from other people. So the second they realize growing up that they're not the same and they think something's wrong with them. What's wrong with me? So when you have that looping in your head for decades, it's going to cause an issue in your brain chemistry. Why am I different? Why do I not feel as energetic? Why do I think differently? Why do I learn differently? Why do I speak differently? Why do I need a little bit more space and alone time? Why do I need to be seen? Why do I need to be appreciated more than other people? Why can't I just stay in my own lane and go and do? This is the issue I see with projectors. They want to be generators or they act, they were raised to be generators. And then they're like, I'm not a generator. What the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Well, your body's going to create something wrong with you. Yep. So we have to know that we're all made very differently and that we're not all energetic beings. And even those people who are energetic beings have to be doing the things that really light them up. Because if we're not generators and MGs who have a lot of energy, if they're doing something that they don't love, they're going to be frustrated and angry and not okay. And that rubs off on the projectors. And it, because you get your energy from other people, but if you're around pissed off, frustrated, generators and MGs, then yeah, you're going to feel depressed. And if you think something's wrong with you, then you're going to feel depressed. 
And it can literally change your brain chemistry to make you create less serotonin and to need more and more and more dopamine to get by. It's a drug issue. That is so interesting. And so this brain chemistry piece, talk a little bit more about that. That is because dopamine, serotonin, all of those neuro words, you know, we hear thrown around all the time. So would love, love to hear more about that and how human design can play in to changing those things. Yeah. So this is something I'm currently diving into more. Um, There's a really fascinating book called The Gene Keys by Richard Rudd. I don't know if I've told you about it outside of of us chatting here today. Um, I'll give you the information in case you want to put it in in the show notes. So Gene Keys is an offshoot of human design. The founder of it was a student of human design's founder. And it's very similar. Uh, but it goes a little bit deeper and each chapter hat there's 64 chapters because there's 64 gates in our DNA makeup and human design. So there's 64 chapters. You don't have all of them activated, but there's some that you have activated. They'll show up as little purple circles on your, on your human design chart. One of my gates that's in my incarnation cross, which is a really big deal. It's like you're basically your four superpowers is gate 35. And it talks a lot about adventure in life and always seeking the next big thing, like the next thing to make you happy. And it's all about brain chemistry of serotonin production and dopamine and serotonin sort of can go hand in hand as well. Everybody is a little bit different, but Dopamine is the thing that you get a hit of when you get a like on Instagram or a text message come through or an email comes through or whatever. Um, Dopamine can cause like the more and more dopamine you need, the more than anxiety you could have just because you're like in constant need of that like external stimulus. Um, And it can really affect your nervous system. It can also go hand in hand with serotonin, which is the happy hormone, which more serotonin means less likely to be depressed. Serotonin's also not just in your brain, it's in your gut too. So that's like a whole other biological um, topic <laughs> that we could talk yes. about another time. But um, when you start really learning about yourself and making decisions on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute by minute basis to do things that really feel good and aren't just chasing a dopamine hit, but that truly feel good on a cellular level, like in your bones, you're going to start recalibrating those, that brain chemistry. You'll need less dopamine. When you do get dopamine, it'll, it'll last longer and affect you more and feel good your serotonin levels will increase you. And this takes time. This is not overnight. They say in human design, it takes seven years to decondition. I don't think that it has to take seven years for you to feel better. I noticed differences 
right away. And then every year or so that I study more, it seems like I get another little up level. Like it takes time for these things, for, for brain rewiring. But when you start to trust yourself more with your decision-making, making decisions from your body rather than your fear-based mind, and you start to see what lights you up and what feels good and what's really, really good for you for a long-term basis and not just for right now, that combined with knowing your specific energy and having almost like permission to just be you and not try to be somebody else or be more energetic or sleep less or get more stuff done or whatever, depending on your type and and your authority and all of that kind of stuff. Those two combined can give you a lot more space to get off of the brain chemistry roller coaster and just sort of like for a while, even as a generator, it wasn't that I was feeling depression, but it was like chasing those carrots, you know, those dopamine carrots of like, well, if I just hit a 10K month, I'll feel good. Mm, happened, don't feel better. If I just do this, I'll feel good. I'll feel like I finally have achieved what I need to. I finally produced enough. Like I do this even with freaking, like I, in learning human design, you're just aware of these things. And then you get to decide the way in which you change each of them, which will then change your brain chemistry. But an example I was going to use is yesterday. Um, I've been playing around with this idea of only having, having three things I have to get done for the day. Three main things. Anything else is extra and great, awesome, cool, but only three things. Well, yesterday I got those three things done in the first like 45 minutes of my day. Mondays are usually more my like day off and my admin task day. And so of course I started doing other things. And by the end of the day, I had gotten my three things plus many other admin tasks done. And I felt not fulfilled Mm. because we've been trained to be like, you have to make this hundred list, hundred task to do list. And it's going to keep getting added to it and added to it and added to it. And you're never going to get it done. Therefore, you're never going to be happy. You know? And so human design has helped me be more aware of that, aware of my issues in the way that I think about myself and my worth and my productivity. And then I get to use all the tools that are within the chart to go make make changes. But yeah, that's the main thing is like noticing when you have those dopamine hits, trying to lower those, trying to have those be less and less as much as possible. And then that lowering those will then start to even out your serotonin production and increase that. That's so interesting. And I think that worth talking about in the same conversation is this addiction we have in today's society to our phones and social media. I think the dopamine hits that we rely on 
from our phones, like you said, from a like, from a comment, from a DM, from a new follower, from a follower count, from increased engagement, lower engagement, that dopamine high that we are constantly running for, whether you run a business online or not, even if you just have a personal account and you're posting personal stuff or business stuff, one of the biggest things, Allison, that you have taught me was, gosh, was it, I think it was over the fall or something when I did your social media detox program. And that in particular wasn't directly tied to my human design type, but it helped me immensely because we are constantly inundated with other people's lives, what other people are doing, who's looking at our life, what we're sharing from our lives and what that looks like. We were never meant to be connected to that many people. So when I did your social media clean out, that helped me a ton to get away from that constant seeking of those dopamine hits. And so I'll, I really want to link that also in the show notes for anyone that, gosh, wants to do something like that. It helped me so, so much. That was an incredible program that you did. Yeah. Um, I, so I think that's my most recent iteration of that, the social media, um, magnetism challenge. I'm like, what did I name it? Anyways, (laughs) remember either a couple of years ago I had, it was one of my first like God downloads. It was the Mm -hmm. weirdest thing I had gotten really quiet. And I was like, I was really struggling in my business. I was not making the amount of money that I wanted to make, but I knew it was my purpose. And I was like, God, like what gives? do you want to take care of me financially so I can actually do this work? Or do you want me to go get another job and not have enough time for this work? Like, seriously, what do I do? And he goes, uh, unfollow everybody on social media. I was like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like what? But I was like, okay, I asked you for help. So let me go do this. This was literally in like April, 2021. I went and did that. I unfollowed everybody. All the fears came up. I didn't even just like get off of social media. I unfollowed everybody. So all these fears came up of like, am I going to remember who to follow again once I do start following people again? Are they going to get pissed off at me? Like people pleasing, like, you know, um, what am I going to do for when I'm standing in the grocery store line and I'm bored and I can't get on and scroll Instagram because you're not following anybody and what, what that looks like is you opening Instagram and your circle's there and nothing else is there. It's very <laughs> weird. So I did that and I did that for like two months. It was amazing. It was so freeing. And I actually created a mini course that was the precursor to this, this challenge. And it was so helpful for so many people. Fast forward a year or so, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revamp this and do it again. 
And I, I didn't have the same fear. I posted about it too. I was like, hey, just FYI, I'm unfollowing everybody. So if I'm following you right now, I'm going to be unfollowing you. I love you. I might be back to follow you. I might not. I don't know. But I'm here. If you need to reach out to me, you can. Blah, blah, blah. I did that for about six weeks. That was the most magnetic six weeks of my 2022 business-wise. Because I was in my own lane. I wasn't comparing myself to anyone. I was only going in and posting what I wanted to post. I wasn't seeing what other people posted, what other people were doing for reels, what anything. And I was answering people that DM'd me, period. And it was beautiful. And I'm probably going to do it again soon. You reminded me that I need to do this again. Because like you said, we are really in our lifetime only supposed to know like 150 people as humans. Like that is what we have not yet evolved to being able to handle the amount of people that we interact with on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. That's overwhelming to our nervous system and conditioning wise, everything you see on social media is conditioning you. Even if you think the content is true or great or whatever, it is going into your brain and being like, well, this is the way she does it. What are you doing? It's just constant comparison, constant. Um, we're, our brains are taught to hierarchy ourselves, to be like, I do this better than her. I do this worse than her. Da-da-da. It's taught to be that way because when you're living in a small tribe of people, you want to make sure that you have something to give to the tribe so that you don't get kicked out, which makes sense then, but not now. Like (laughs) it does nothing, you know? So it's so important too. And that does like, I've, I mean, I have not mastered this FYI. Um, I don't know that anyone can master it still being on Instagram. still being having a smartphone, there's times where I'm like, I am going to get my podcast to a million downloads and then I'm getting the fuck off of Instagram. Bye. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Like I just, I don't know. I I hope that that can happen one day. It's a great platform to use as a tool. And it, I mean, I wouldn't have met you otherwise. So there's so many wonderful things that come from it. And I'm realizing in this second half of my life that I need to honor my nervous system and my brain chemistry above everything. Amen. I many, many times I've said it on this podcast. I, I tell anyone I ever get into a conversation with about their mental health. And I believe that nothing else in this entire world, no, no job, no family, no possession, no nothing matters if you don't have your mental health, mm-hmm. hands down. And so that I think goes back to the root of everything. In someone learning about human design, it is because they are searching or looking in a way to learn more about themselves because something in their life seems out of balance. 
And so what's so powerful is you you're learning you're learning and accepting things about yourself that have been there all along and it removes that barrier or that instinct to fight or change it removes that and allows you to step in to who you are and understanding why we feel the way that we do or why we do things a certain way. And frankly, recognizing gifts that we have and ways that we do certain things that are powerful and special, but have been totally distorted because of conditioning in the world and how our superpowers are there for a reason. And we, we learn those through human design and we're able to show up fully as who we were designed to be in this world anyway, how, how we came to the world. You're able to then know it, hear it, understand it, accept it, and say, like, this is who I am through and through. And I I feel like that's the biggest gift to me that that human design has given. And I, I believe that it can change people's perceptions of themselves and others. It's been powerful to me to learn about my boyfriend's energy type. And you can look up your child's energy type and your coworker's energy type or someone that, you know, your best friend. You can learn more about the people in your life that you care about and they can learn more about you in a very deep way. Yeah, that has been super helpful, especially considering my husband's a projector. And I, I've, I've not mastered this either. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, hey, I'm not a marriage coach at whatsoever, but I'm implementing these things into my marriage and my relationship. And just being able to ask him for advice, like asking a projector for advice is like the best freaking thing for them. It has to be authentic, you know? And so I've started to be like, okay, where is he a genius that I'm not? And I need to start asking him for, for his input Um, and allowing him to have more rest, you know, like once I I used to get so pissed off that he would sleep in, in the morning, especially because we have a little one. And now I'm like, he has to, that is his time, you know, like he has to do that. And then he takes her from me in the day so that I could get more work done because I'm a generator and I love working. So it, it can transform your relationship so much. And my daughter is a reflector, which is the rarest type. And I'm learning so much about that too. I, we just had a reflector on, um, training inside of my mastermind. And she was saying that I didn't realize before that reflectors can sometimes be the most repelling type because they mirror back to you. 
you. And it's like, oh shit, that is exactly what she's doing. Cause it's hilarious. <laughs> My mom is like, Allison, you weren't like this when you were a baby. You were very chill and quiet and sweet and whatever. And Caroline is spunky. Well, Cam and I as adults, Cam and I as an adult, as children, were really chill kids. But as adults, we're pretty loud and fiery and we're both Sagittarius. Like we're a lot. And so she's mirroring that back to us. And it's repelling, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> people don't want to look at themselves. But that's what a reflector is. It's a mirror. And most people don't like themselves or a lot of aspects about themselves. So reflectors aren't very fun to be around all the time. But God gave me a reflector for that reason. And that's the reason that I even got certified into human design is because I gave birth to her and found out she was a reflector. I had already been studying it, but I was like, oh man, I got to like dive into this because I have to learn how to parent this child. So right. it's helpful in relationships and work scenarios and parenting. It's amazing. And one thing too, that I wanted to bring up here that some people have asked me and I, I've heard you give your response to this before. And it's, it's so great is when you hear of, you know, a system like human design or someone is into astrology or whatever else, the Enneagram types some people have a resistance to think, well, as a Christian, mm -hmm. I can't or I don't want to lean in to that sort of thing. But I really have felt that what human design has done for me is to get to know myself on a deeper level and mm -hmm. listen to my intuition, that still small voice inside of me, which ultimately, in my opinion, makes me closer to, you know, God or divine or, you know, whatever anyone relates to in the spiritual world. Would you agree with that? 100%. Um, people are often very surprised to find out that I'm a Christian. <laughs> um, yeah. I was raised in the church but I did take some time away in my 20s to sort of figure that all out for myself, which I think is important if you know if you start sort of questioning some of that stuff. And then ultimately came back to being like, no, like Jesus is my person. Like some people have different people. To me, I feel very, very connected to Christ and Christ consciousness. Um, that is like my figure for pure love. Like that's, I'm not able to like picture God necessarily, but I'm able to picture Jesus. And I think part of that is conditioning growing up in the church probably, but I love it and I'm here for it. So I released a lot of rules that I was taught growing up in the church, but for the basic teachings, I'm a Christ follower and, um, I believe that God created the moon and the stars and earth and our, our genetic DNA. And this is just a little download that's come through that for people who are open to it can be applied. And for me, it has helped me access God on a deeper level 
because I literally do not listen to any dogma from humans that think that they know the way things are supposed to be or the rules or whatever. I only listen to God. So to me, I'm a stronger Christian and God follower than ever before. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. So to those listening who want to learn more about human design, because we've kind of covered a gamut of topics here, and I'm going to link your episode, of course, to you know, how someone can learn their human design, but tell us what else you have going on in your world. I know I've been a part of your mastermind before I can fully vouch for that experience. Um, and I know you do courses as well. So tell us a little yeah. bit about what you have going on. If somebody's brand new to human design and wants to go grab their chart, I will give you the link for my free cheat sheets. So it explains how to go get your chart. It'll give you your chart and then you can print out a cheat sheet to go with your energy type. So I have five. So Jana's a projector. I'm a generator. We have mansions, manifestors, and reflectors. So I have a cheat sheet for each type. That's the best way to get started. If you want to dive deeper than that, you can either book a reading with me, which I'll give you a discount code for your listeners. Um, I won't be doing that very much longer. I'm actually actually hiring readers for my brand to be doing the readings, um, but I'll probably be doing it a few more months in 2023. And then I also have a new course called Cheat Codes. So that's going to be basically literally everything you want to learn about your chart. Like if you don't want to do a reading with me, but you just want to sort of walk through it yourself. Half of that course is all about human design, every aspect of your chart, chart, and half of it is 11 codes that I created that were downloaded to me in 2022 that are applicable to your chart that you can like use to give you an example. One of the codes is called contemplation. It's about the importance of making time for contemplating not being distracted, not like trying to create something or anything that, but literally sitting and contemplating your life, the present moment, like wins that you've had, we go deep into it. And then I, I chat through how to apply this to your chart as well and some exercises to do. So there's 11 codes in one half of the course and all the human design information in the other half of the course. And it's a self-study course. So if you don't want to do a one-on-one -on -one with me, um, that's the best place to go. So, I love it. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I think you are so incredible and I've learned so much about human design and especially as a projector from you. So thank you for Joining us here, I know this conversation is going to serve so many people really well. You are so welcome. And I just wanted to say something too about you. I yes. think I met you last spring or so, early 2022. Yeah, yeah. about a year ago. And we audio messaged back and forth, you know, on Instagram. And I immediately was just drawn to your aura and your voice and everything. And watching you implement so much of this stuff. And also watching you step into the guide that you're meant to be 
as a projector has been beautiful. And I'm just really proud of you. And I know it's going to be ups and downs with still going through depression and all of that. Um, but you're doing really good work and it's important. And I hope that it is fulfilling to you because you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I have loved having this podcast. It has been something, I mean, you know, a year ago I was, nah, should I? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of want to, but the topic wasn't clear mm -hmm. to me. And so this past fall when I, you know, dealt with so much of the depression and shared it so openly on my social media, it was abundantly clear of, okay, this is the topic. Mm -hmm. Now this is what you're supposed to create this podcast on. So you were absolutely a part of that. And my projector self loves having a platform to share what what's on my heart and and on my mind so thank you as well thank you for having me this has been awesome thank you for listening to flip the script a mental health podcast i'm your host jana Cohn. If you'd like to talk with me one-on-one, -on -one, I have private sessions available now to book in the show notes. And please, if this episode spoke to you in any way and you want to join me in flipping the script on mental health issues, the best thing you can do is leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from or take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and share to your social media. I'd also love to connect with you in the DMs on Instagram at Jana.Cone. In the show notes, you can subscribe to my email list and never miss an episode. I'll see you here next time on Flip the Script.